Excited to talk about pop culture things for a couple hours and and not think about it. Uh, and on top of that, I did already tell you um, I <laughs> played basketball for the first time in two years last night, and so I, I am sort of like just uncomfortably, painfully uh, squished into an ordinarily comfortable chair. Uh, and also because it was an evening game. And because I was spending some time with my old buddy, um, I was up way too late. So I am chugging coffee and ready to distract myself with some pop culture silliness. I don't mean to bring you right back to the thing you're trying to distract yourself from. But <laughs> I, I will I will say, because um, I think we talked about this on the pod when it happened. I went through something yeah. too long ago. All right, we um, did. Um, and, and I would say that you should be grateful at least that you know. Right, I'm very grateful because I just we just went to a vet visit, and obviously I was well aware that there was something wrong, and at least it was in my head that this was a possibility. But I literally just took took her to the vet, and she didn't come home. You know what I mean? So it's terrible. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. So cherish, cherish the moments that you do have. <laughs> I am. <clears throat> I am, and I have, and it, he's 16. It's been 16 years since I got him, um, and you know. Pretty lucky to have that. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get to the challenge. Um, I, you know, I gotta say, obviously, we're very pro challenge on this on this podcast. <laughs> we love this show. Um, hey, but sometimes when you love a thing, it's important to tell the hard truths. It is. It is, and um, you know, this week was not not acceptable. What happened on this on this program? To like to to get us up to the precipice of this of an elimination like this, and then just cut out on the pole wrestle and be like, "Up oh, next week on the challenge." That's some weak ass shit. There's no, there's nothing else to say. It's, that's some like this was not a whole and complete episode. Correct, and very disappointing because I had it had it actually continued to completion, I think it had a chance to be a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot happened. There was a lot of interesting stuff. I enjoyed myself throughout much of it. But to your point, it's not it's not like when a narrative show has a cliffhanger. Like part of the challenge, and it's not always exactly on formula in this way, but usually it's for specific if not extraordinary, at least out of the ordinary reasons that a show might end on this sort of cliffhanger, uh, an episode for, for them to do that just randomly. And, and maybe even more to the point when at least as far as the advertisements go, it seems as though the final is next week. Well, like, and just when you're just looking at the numbers of people that are there. Yes. <laughs> You don't get close. You don't have to do this because who's not interested in the final after watching a pole wrestle? 
Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, this isn't the challenge. This is the challenge all-stars. Yeah. So it's already set up to be a shorter season. Yep. Like you don't have the episodes to be like playing around like this. You know what I mean? No, I, I really still, didn't like it. I don't understand it. And I, yeah, it, I, you know, we texted afterwards just furious. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, it's like it, you're really you're looking at the TV like it's not cool, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. As far as the game itself, we did have a pretty big. Uh, I would say it was a bit of a shocker, right? Veronica going home uh, for medical reasons at the beginning. Kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, when they did the previously on the challenge. I definitely was like, why the hell are they showing Veronica falling down the stairs in the previews? And then we quickly found out. So, yeah. uh, you know, that was a, a bit of a bummer and really kind of had a big effect on the game, right? I mean, we've spent a lot of time talking about the treehouse and the, the break up the treehouse. And all of a sudden you look up and <laughs> the treehouse is literally gone. It's Kayla. You know what I mean? The whole treehouse is gone, which totally changed Jeanne's strategy. Because she now really has no reason to go after Kayla specifically, other than if she thinks Kayla's the biggest threat, right? So if she thinks Kellyanne, now I disagree with her, but if she thinks Kellyanne is the bigger threat in the final, there's no reason not to go after Kellyanne, right? We talked all season about how it was important to band together with Nia and Kellyanne to to sort of face the treehouse, but the treehouse basically killed itself. The only thing I would say about that, and I've been on this tip now for a, a couple of weeks, is that I do think even if she's not the strongest, Kay- uh, Kayla is a strong competitor uh, and a real threat in the final. And I think it's sort of crazy that she could get through this season without going in. Pretty remarkable. Speaks yeah. to her. Speaks to the fact that her political game is really much better than it was the last time we saw sure her. Was. And really, she probably would have gone through the season without getting in had she not volunteered herself, right? So, um, so here we are. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't think it was necessarily bad strategy on her part, because, uh, like, you know, in that situation with those kind of numbers and and this significant enough chance of going in, it is advantageous to be able to pick your opponent, particularly when you can see the game beforehand. Yeah. So, um, so I get why she did it. I get why they all did it. Really. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it made sense, but it's just weird. Like the game, like the women's game really flipped, you know? Yep. Um, and, and for just kind of re- weird, random reasons, it seems like. So do you think um, they're going to do the female elimination? And if so, yeah. what does that mean for the, the number of people that are there? Are they going to run a final with what? Five, four guys and three girls. I think that would be the reason, the biggest reason to, that they don't, you know what I mean? That and the fact that they cliffed down the men's elimination, you know what I mean? It, It's not hard to see them just going, uh, okay, we got to move on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like do, do Nehemiah and, uh, and then just be like, okay, wait, we got to move on and then, and go straight to the final. Right. So, who do you uh, think is so going to win? Whew. Uh, I mean, I would say, it's a pick 'em if you're doing Vegas odds at this point, right? Uh, break that down for me, because I I'm not sure I'm not sure it would be. You're not sure it would be a pick 'em. Okay. No. Who would you favor? I think I would favor Derek. I understand he's smaller and older. Um, I don't think that much smaller, and I don't think less strong. Um, and I think in some cases, in a pole wrestle, being smaller can actually be a benefit low center of gravity um to sort of tumble around now we also saw nehemiah can throw him a little bit right um, yeah i mean i i would say here, here the reason why i said pick because i think if you were like if i'm thinking about this matchup theoretically mm-hmm. um you know i'm pr- i'm probably picking Derek because of his just sort of psychotic force of will and also uh, the experience factor, athlete, right? I know, mean, we've yeah. we've seen him go for two hours in a pole wrestle. Yeah. So, but I, I would say if I'm basing it on what I watched of the pole wrestle already, which was not an insignificant amount. Well, but it's uh, you, I'd favor Nehemiah. So, uh, but that's but, why I'm pick. Okay, counterpoint. What about the fact that this television show is edited before you see it? 
Yeah, no, I get it. Nehemiah is often edited to to appear competitive. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, well, I don't, and I and I have no reason to believe he is not competitive, but um, I do yeah, wonder if certainly competitive, right? Well, so. yes, because I would I would agree that certainly you could argue that the the pole wrestling we saw before it cut to black, Nehemiah seemed to have an advantage, but I do wonder if it was edited that way specifically because Derek wins. And Nehemiah is also not not a psychotic force of will. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's well, he I, I wouldn't use the word psychotic for him. I'd say like uh, you know, otherworldly. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty intense. It's pretty intense, dude. <laughs> he gets intense, but he's also a real like uh I don't know what the right word is. Uh hippie? Yeah, yeah I don't know. He's he's an interesting cat. It he sure not, is. And I don't this is not an insult, although I think it's probably going to sound like one. But when he said, like, I often found myself without a lot of people to hang out with or a lot of friends, like, that didn't surprise me. You know what I mean? No, um, he's bizarre. Yeah, he's just, he's he's a unique dude. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I, I think, don't I mean that in a bad way at all. Like, I think it's kind of cool, actually. But. Well, no, I, I agree with everything you're saying, but I do think he has a sort of, I don't know quite how to, how to say it without sounding oxymoronic, but like a... There's an intensity about his chill that is a little off-putting, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's like, fair. He's he's super chill in a super intense way, which is odd. Yeah. But he's also, right? I mean, if you think about it. Seems like a know, good dude. Good dude and has had a lot of friends in this game, right? I mean, last yeah. season, right? Like, the, the Palace was the, King's the Palace, baby. Tightest, tightest group on the show, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, and, I mean. He and Wes are clearly lifelong friends, you yes. know what I mean? So. Um, but I think he's also conscious of the fact that, like, he can't be full-on besties with Wes in a challenge house without incurring a lot of uh, collateral, you know, gunfire. Yeah. Did you buy that he's been intentionally avoiding the authority all season? I noted. In my notes, it says, do we buy that Nehemiah is intentionally not winning? Um, I, think I, do. I think I do, ultimately, but it did, definitely did make me go, hmm, is that right? <laughs> uh, it's The thing is, it's so convenient to say it now, right? And yes, so, agreed. naturally, but... On the other hand, he just said he it in an really interview, and this is when yeah. they decided to air it, right? So I do – really did have a look on his face like, I'm getting one over on people. You know what I mean? Like, he had that look. He so. was pretty convincing, and honestly – now, like, it's entirely possible that he fully believes he's been taking it a step easy and believes that he could have won everything, and in fact, like – the extra 10% wouldn't have made that much of a difference, you know? Yeah. But I do think he has, in his mind, deliberately been slow playing it a little. Yeah. And it, look, in past seasons of All-Stars, he did win a lot of challenges. And right? look, so, yes, and we talked about the fact... It was a competitive group then, though. <laughs> it was a much less competitive group, but it suggests that he belongs in this competitive group, right? Great. And... I I do think we have already talked about the fact that he was playing a very successful low profile game. So I I do think ultimately I I'm I'm exactly with you. Like when you think it through, it makes sense, and I kind of believe him. But when he said it, I was definitely like pretty convenient, champ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I do like like the. I feel like the producers saw like that this was going to be Derek versus like somebody good. And we're like, now is the time to bring up the pole wrestle. Like, I feel like this was the right time for, yes. for this elimination, you know? Well, and look, if anyone had, from a television, I hope Derek wins and goes to the final. Cause I love him and nothing against Nehemiah. But if I asked you at the beginning of the season, who's one person you'd like to see pole wrestle? Derek is a guaranteed good show. Yep. 
And for a while, I really thought we were going to get the Derrick and West pole wrestle redux. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which would have been fantastic. I was thinking about it, and they, he was never going to do that, right? He Derek has come far enough to know that that was not the play. Right. Yep, I agree. I agree. I uh, I can't wait. To, you know what I mean? Like I, and I'm not rooting for anybody in that wrestle. I'm, I'm ready to see the. You know, like I want to see the outcome, which is why I'm so mad about how they handled this whole thing. So, um, <sighs> yeah, very frustrating. Um, I have some other things in my notes that perhaps we should quickly address. Hit me. Every single person who gets eliminated, it seems like now, tells us they had the game on lock if only X, Y, and Z hadn't happened. Oh, Veronica. Oh, just when I had every the whole game under the, the under my thumb, this stupid ankle. Lady, you were not going to win. <laughs> I, she, yeah, probably not going to win, but I think pretty pretty good bet to get to the final at that point. You know what I mean? Probably not going to win, but decent bet to get to the final, but not that great because they we were down to a point where she could get picked on. Well, why wouldn't you pick her? Okay, if it was a pole wrestle and Kellyanne gets sent in, she's picking Veronica, right? Uh. I don't know. I, I I mean I think probably, but this is the one place where right like in a lot of physical challenges, of course you're picking Veronica. But the pole wrestle, yeah, okay, maybe pole right? wrestle isn't the best example because she that might be might strong. Be the one. Yeah, yeah, she's strong. She's low. She's thick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. But but like, Veronica has a little bit of an advantage. So you I don't might know. be right. But more eliminations than not. She's getting picked by whoever gets sent down. Right. Now, obviously, um, she didn't know it was a pole wrestle when she was saying that. So, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, right, that, that that's probably true. But even still, if you're Veronica, you're thinking, I just got to win one elimination to get to the final. You're probably taking that, right? Yeah, so. but then you have to, like, run. <laughs> right. That's the part that I'm talking about. So let's not kid she's ourselves. Leaving out, she's leaving out. And that's the thing. Is like, And I this is not a the, the body shaming thing by any means because I love Veronica and she's – there are not very many people on this show that I've actually spent time with in real life. She's one oh, of them. Okay. Um, but yeah, you need to train a little bit. <laughs> you just do. You just do. If you're gonna win, yeah, if, if you want to keep final, doing it and win a final, yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta get a little better shape. You, just you gotta do. work on your endurance, yeah. your your cardiovascular fitness. Listen, I'm in the same boat. I get it. You know, <laughs> exactly. I'm it would 40 be years old. <laughs> like, I need to get in better shape. Um, I couldn't do this stuff either. I, I dying after an hour of basketball last night. Um, and you, you know, if you're her age and I think she's right around my age, I want to say she that, uh, you got to do, you got to do what Mark's doing. You know what I mean? Yes. You just do. You got to work hard. Maybe not quite. She's right between us. She's 44. Okay. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, Uh, but it's, I say it still applies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's totally normal and reasonable that you uh, are in mediocre shape because that's what happens in your 40s. But this show, specifically the final, just requires you to be better than that if you want to yeah. have a serious shot of winning. It's not- I, mean, I, can do, I can do the Rachel Challenge workouts, but I couldn't run a final. I'm not, I'm not kidding myself. You know oh, what I mean? God. No, no way. I couldn't run one of those mini finals that occasionally happen you know where it's like a circuit of things in a normal challenge i could no way yep um anyway that's not the point that's why we're not on the show uh one of many reasons but i i I, i'm just i've had enough of people being like oh i was about to win and you weren't (laughs) um i thought the camera shots by the the way if anyone who gets eliminated this week you're definitely getting that again just saying of course i know I'm going to get it from everybody the rest of the way. Um, the camera shots from the GoPros I thought were just awesome this week of like the look on people's faces as they jumped from a helicopter and then splashed into the water. It was pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like the one with when Mark jumped in and like yeah. you see the bubbles coming out of his nose. As he yeah. It's under like, yeah, that was, I thought that was really cool. Totally. Um, and then, uh, 
Johnny Bananas is a television professional. Yep. Literally now. Yeah. How is his audio so bad when he's going on a television show? <laughs> How are you talking to us through like dime store Bluetooth speakers in your ears? <laughs> I don't know, but the the G string was also genius. It was classic bananas, and it was super funny. Um, and 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 you know, give the people what they want, right? If he's not going to come on the show, you at least find a goofy way to incorporate him. Um, he is a part of this franchise forever. He's a he's a he's a you know, arguably the greatest of all time, and he's a sort of signature performer. So get him on. Why not? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take an appearance. He can, he can pop up once in every episode. I'd be happy. I do not think he gave Wes any useful insight that Wes did not already have. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And I didn't care. <laughs> no, exactly. It was it was 100% just to see the guy's face and for the thong gag, which was funny. Yep. Yeah. Um, you got anything else in that book or you want to talk pop culture? I think we're ready to move on. All right. Um. Where should we start? Yeah, I guess let's start with God's favorite idiot, since that's the the leftover piece of homework, and I think you were curious as to what my reaction would be. Yes, I'm very interested to hear hear what you have to say about this. What were you expecting it to be? I really have no idea. That's why I'm interested. Okay. Um, I would say that my reaction was I kind of enjoyed it. I, it was definitely better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I don't. I still. And I watched. I don't know. At least five. I would say. Yeah. Um, I, I don't fully know what it's going to be this show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cause it feels like it could still go. It's like, it's getting weirder yep. uh, in, in a good way, I think. Uh, and so it feels like it could go to some weird places. Uh, but like they did sort of like, I really enjoy the, the cast just yeah. sort of the, the, like the random characters yes. in the show. Um, I think their relationship is sort of funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the premise is funny. Like, yeah, like there's, a, there's a lot to enjoy. I don't have, we, we've talked about my love of popular on this show, right? So, oh no. So Leslie Bibb is a favorite. Yeah. So Leslie Bibb has been a favorite for a long time and her showing up as the devil. I thought was just fantastic. So, um, I don't totally understand the distinctions between like Satan and Lucifer, but I don't think that matters too much. Other than that, I need to know Lucifer is Satan's boss in this case. She's right. hilarious. Uh, here's the thing. I I also love Leslie Bibb, although I was not uh, a popular devotee. Um, I really enjoy Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone as well, for, to the extent that I've seen him. Everyone else in this show is essentially new to me. And all of the characters are really funny. And, like, lovable in their own weird way. I mean, the guy, Tom... <laughs> Is just unbelievably funny, and Clark, it's <laughs> uh, great. And like, yeah, like they're all they're, yeah. frisbee. Like, frisbee. this is a show <laughs> that through a couple of episodes, I am already very endeared to the whole. It's a little sitcommy, but it's it has a lot of the vibe of the Good Place to me. The difference being, it's just all the crazy shit is happening just on Earth. Why bother going to heaven first? Um, but it has some of the similar themes about right and wrong and like generally seems, uh, you know, reasonably progressive and open-minded and it's super funny. Now it is the reason I wasn't sure if you'd like it is it is wildly silly and the stuff that's happening becomes very random and, and goofy, right? It's, it's over the top in every way. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I actually quite I loved it. I pleasuring myself in the sauna. <laughs> I just want to have a pleasurable sauna with you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. It's the sort of stupid, silly stuff that is really funny if you do it right. And I think Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone have executed this at an incredibly high level. And I don't know where they got many of these actors, but the lady from New Zealand is so subtly funny the, again, the guy playing Tom is just yeah. tremendous, I think. 
uh, they're all frisbee. Uh, the guy playing Shamuel, you'll, you'll recognize from uh, Gilmore Girls if you watch that. Um, but just generally, the, I, I thought it was a great cast and really well done. And it grew on me as I watched more episodes. And from the way it ended, I would say we're very likely to have more. Gotcha. Oh, so you you have watched all of it? We finished it, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I will finish this one, so. Uh, they go. So it goes fast. You can watch two, three in a row very easily. Uh, yes, that's the other thing. It's, it, it is, you know, you know, it's Netflix. They made it bingeable. Um, I think maybe we should talk about the old man and slow horses sort of together, because um, it's, it's definitely some of the same territory. <laughs> you know I mean, these are they're two spy thrillers. Um, okay. Uh, which to me invites some comparison. Yeah. Um, and I think they're both good, so I'm not here to say one's good and one's not because I do, I think they're both good. I think the old man is about as good as you could do this. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, I, yeah. I'm all in uh, through two episodes to the point where I was pretty mad that uh, I thought they dropped on Wednesday and they drop on Friday, I guess, <laughs> or they they stream on Friday. I think they might air on FX on Wednesday and stream on Friday. Is that right? I don't know. I no Whatever idea. it is. I wanted to watch the third one last night, and I could not, and I was upset about it. So, <laughs> well, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I also want to watch the third one, um, and I would agree. I mean, maybe you're right that we should talk about these together because I guess what I would say, comparatively, uh, and I agree with basically everything you said. They're both 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 good. Um, Slow horses feels like a not ordinary, but maybe like of the mainstream, pretty standard like team team of down and out spies thriller film, right? Like it's a I don't know if it's a formula per se, but it's a thing we've basically seen in some version or another. There's a lot of good acting in it, and it's a compelling sort of I don't know if it's a mystery. How many have you watched? Five, I want to say. Uh, slow horses. Yeah, oh, I watched wow. a lot of slow horses. <laughs> um, okay, so you're even ahead of me. So I'm not sure mystery is the right word because you sort of learn things relatively early. But you know, uh, the, the series of events is interesting, right? Um, and Gary Oldman and Kristen Scott Thomas are both excellent, and all the other British folk in this many of whom you've seen if you watch other British things, uh, are all quite good. It's it's a good, solid, enjoyable, well-acted, compelling spy thriller, right? Yeah. The Old Man is a, li- a little something more. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think a good point of comparison is like, the Kristen Tom- Scott Thomas and, and John Lithgow rules, right, as the high-placed people in the spy organization, uh-huh. right, are, are those are fairly similar. Yep. And yet I think the sort of dynamic that Lithgow has with um, Jeff Bridges' character is so much more interesting. Like the, this history and the stuff sort of between them and the way that – yes. Uh, Lithgow is sort of navigating his responsibilities in the present with his misdeeds in the past. It's all fascinating, you know what I mean. And it's not that Kristen Scott Thomas isn't ba- is bad. She, I well, think no, she's pretty so good. and I think she's conflicted in, in similar ways. I think it's, it's the perfect example. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's the perfect example because I, there's that scene in episode three of Slow Horses where Kristen Scott Thomas and and uh, Gary Oldman are sitting on the bench and and having a conversation. Right. And it's clear they have history and it's clear there's like a lot going on in that relationship and a lot of subtext to that conversation. And I'm sure it's perfectly interesting, but I don't really care. I'm I'm sort of that's not the ride I'm on. And I'm I'm perfectly interested in the ride I'm on and we're going to move forward with that. And I doubt we'll get any real development. And frankly, although the conversation makes it clear that there is history, it doesn't necessarily suggest that history to be particularly compelling beyond what's already revealed, right? Yeah. With the old man, 
there's like a lot going on there. And we've seen some pieces of the history, but like it's it seems to me this show will have more to say than Slow Horses does. And that the sort of layers of depth of character that we're going to get into from those two main characters is going to be on a different level than what we're doing in Slow Horses. Yeah. It also seems like Amy Brenneman's about to about to be taken for a hell of a ride. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, but I'm enjoying her character in that part of it too. And it's, you know, look, in the, this Bridges role, uh, he's it's so like, good, he's, man. yeah, he's got to be, um, he's got to be like the Gary Oldman and the like River Cartwright role almost at the same time in the story. You know what I mean? Like, He's doing the and action not just that. The guy with the history, you know? Well, yeah, and not just that. He's got to be convincingly frightening and and violent and also, like, convincingly a concerned father. You know what I mean? He's, like, he's doing a lot of work here, physically and emotionally, as an actor. And he's just so good. He's just so good. He does that like chewing on his tongue thing. It's, I don't know. There, there are just things about it that the the he sells this character so completely. I, I'm I'm such a big Jeff Bridges fan. That guy's yeah. the dude, and then he's he also died, this guy. Almost died twice while they made this. I know. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I uh, cherish I'm this re- man while he's still around. <laughs> it's uh, you know, and it was it's weird because. Um, you know, maybe there's a transition to the bear that he, when these two shows were kind of FX sort of announced these two shows at once, I was definitely looking forward to the bear, uh, more. And I am just completely taken by the old man completely. It, it's yeah, it's an, it, it is, it's a very exciting show, uh, especially given that it's not necessarily fast paced. Um, but it's, it's like deeply exciting despite being occasionally slow. Um, I, and I don't mean slow as an insult there. Uh, maybe deliberate is a better way, way of putting it. Um, <clears throat> and I'm, can I ask you something? Do sure. you, this is a, I don't know if this is really a, a spoiler cause I'm just asking you to speculate. Um, do you think we get to see his daughter and do we think there's a chance that uh, our old friend, maybe is his daughter this maybe there's there's a chance i don't know i i don't know why i'm having a brain fart on her name um it's very unique and specific and i absolutely do know it i think that i'm just thinking maybe (laughs) <laughs> I think that we are like it's the show goes on long enough at some point you're we're gonna see him or see her rather you know what I mean like I don't really know what the plan is in terms of how many episodes or how long this is gonna run so um but I'm very I'm very interested are you thinking of uh Leah Shawkat yes thank you maybe Fiunke <laughs> I I mean I guess there's a chance but I don't think I don't I don't think she's the daughter cuz I feel like I'd recognize the voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'd, I'd place that voice. And I also the way that they have these conversations it like it just feels like you hear about it is not a a spook. You know what I mean? Agreed. But also she clearly knows a lot. Right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Anyway. Well, and that's the other thing is like, <laughs> right? Like Lithgow's trying to find her, right? In fact, no, we know it's not because she was the one that found the file that says that uh, the daughter's dead, right? Well, but isn't that exactly what the daughter would do in that situation? <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I just feel like I don't think they could hire her without Lithgow understanding that she's right. Like he would know. Maybe. He would know. See what I did there? Anyway, I, the, 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 you're, uh, he should her know. Her is Adams, too, uh, and she's unmarried, so I don't know if that helps. The characters, um, I should say. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> so, anyway, so, I don't know. I'm going to go with no on that. I could be wrong. Uh, I yeah, I wonder if the daughter. Yeah, the, I I have a lot of questions. This uh, this speaks to how compelled I am by a lot of things in this show. Yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, as for the bear, I, I I'm enjoying the bear too. I watched uh, I don't know three of those last night as well. Me too. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. Like I'm not jumping up and down about this necessarily, but I also at the same time I don't know how I could be more intrigued by a 30 minute drama because it is not funny <laughs> i mean like yeah there's a laugh here or there perhaps um but like this is not a comedy by any stretch of the imagination right and we talk about it because in in this is certainly a workplace show like it's yes. pretty preoccupied with this workplace <laughs> this <laughs> show is is almost <laughs> like it, it is everything it, it's a sit drum yeah we, you know, we talk about sometimes these shows and how key for a workplace show is that you want it to be a good hang. And this is by design a bad hang, right? Like, so a well, lot like, of the show is about how the place is a bad hang. You it's know? a rough hang. Yeah. It's an unco- It's Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, like, I'm sort of, I'm fascinated by it. I, I think the premise. And rooting is for really them, right? Yeah, totally. So are they getting the Chicago stuff right for you? Yes. There's because there's a there's a pretty hefty amount of it. I feel like. it is. It's super Chicago. It's super oh. duper Chicago. The the Malort billboard right over. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> like, yeah, they yeah, they're doing it. They're doing the <laughs> Chicago thing well and and good accents. Um, the whole sh- I I find a lot of the like background kitchen characters really interesting, you know, I'm fascinated by the guy, by the like nice cook who like wants to learn about cake. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, I mean, I think that the sous chef is great. Yeah, like, you know, uh, what an interesting character, and I think uh, she does some really good acting as as she gets more responsibility. Yeah, um, and the lead is is really good, and and that the one dude who I know I've seen a lot before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you mean Ebon Mosk uh, Bakrak. Yes, I had, I had to look it up because I wanted to get this guy's name right because he is he is a definitely a that guy that he's been in things that you have watched. Yep. Um, and I think he's almost always good, and I think this is maybe the best I've seen him be. He's excellent. I don't know if he is ha- has some Chicago roots, but he is From New York. Yeah, he is really credit to him. He is really nailing a specific Chicago guy. Agreed. And and I think the accent work is just tremendous on, yep. on his Yep. <laughs> and look, that guy absolutely works at a Italian beef spot. Yeah. God. And, and I think the, it does a nice job of capturing like I always tell people from the bay who who have not really experienced Chicago that like in Chicago the burger and and Italian beef joints are like the taqueria of the Bay, right? Yeah. There's a thousand of them. Everyone has their like weird little favorite one and then their favorite mainstream one. And like it's a whole community of burger joints and beef places. <laughs> and this really I'm gonna nails need that. List, by the way, for the for the next time I, I go. <laughs> so, um, you know so many uh, of the because i've been to portillo's or whatever but like i you know portillo's is great uh, uh so many of the places i would send you i don't even know if they exist anymore um it's perfect so long since i lived <laughs> there and a, and a pandemic like it's uh it's scary i i do think mustard's last stand in my hometown evanston illinois um, which you can ride the L train to just uh, across the northern border of Chicago, um, right by Dyke Stadium, uh, which is not called that anymore. Um, Ryan Field or whatever it is, uh, the Northwestern Stadium. Um, it is up there in terms of burger joint, you know, hot dog and burger joints, the, the classic real cheese, Chicago cheese fry. Um, I hope it's still there. I'm going to find out in a in a couple weeks. Okay. We uh, you know I I do like to the, the you know 
there is a reverence for food in this show that I think yes. that they're, they're getting really right. Both when they're doing the, you know, Italian beef, uh, you know, uh, see from the health inspector kind of, yes. <laughs> kind yeah. of meals. And, um, and when, you know, you're seeing these flashback or dream sequence scenes from the high end restaurants that he's working at. Joel McHale. Yeah, it was tremendous. Tremendous. Perfect. From Joe McHale. Born to um, play a dickhead executive chef. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, all of that stuff, I think is is really great. The, the family meal stuff, even, is really great. You know, so like, yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. The little the closeups of people chopping vegetables, I'm here for it. You know? I I think this is one of these things where like, it's a reminder that format while it dictates what the show is to a certain degree, it's not necessarily the most important thing. And sometimes the most important thing is <clears throat> getting all the little things right, whatever yeah. you, it is that you're doing. Um, and I just think this is a show that really takes care to get all the little things right. And they've done an, a great job of bringing you to Chicago and bringing you inside this very specific, small uh, place with a ton of character. Yeah, and you know what? Shout out to FX because I don't know that many other places would make a show with this weird ass tone. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. It really is a weird. It's it lives in a weird place. I'm not sure I can think of many sit dramas, even the like serious thirty minute shows that we've liked for the most part. Like Barry, it's still really funny. Better Things, it's still a really funny show. At the end of the day, this really isn't trying to be that at all. And and in that respect, I I think it's kind of unique. I can't think of a lot of other examples in that vein. No, um, I, I think you're right. And and I don't want to say it's like not funny at all. Like the uh, the scene where the people are in line for the video game tournament and he dresses everybody down. Yes, pretty funny. Pretty of course, there but, th there are laughs here and there, but like yeah. it is not fundamentally a comedy at all. No, most of the time it's pretty damn tense. So. Yeah, yeah, it's about, you know, it's it, it's funny in the way dramas can be funny sometimes, right? But it's, like, distinctly a drama. And all those other shows are more, to me, dramatic comedies than 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 they are like this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I, I am enjoying it, and I do think that uh, that I'm going to finish it probably in pretty short order because yes. I dropped it all at once. And yeah, I think there's you know, only, what, eight of them? Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, all right. You ready for homework? I am. Uh, we got an interesting slate. Come oh, up. Do you us. care about the NBA draft? I mean, I cared in that I watched the whole first round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure there's much to say there. I don't, I, feel I don't like all drafts. It's hard to have takes. You know what I mean? Like to me, like taking, uh, like I, I didn't get what the magic did at one, but like really time's going to tell that tale. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, they took one of the three guys uh, to me. Like it's if anyone deserves some criticism today, it's the Kings again. Cause the thing for me is always, you can value guys, however you want to value them. And I've seen enough NBA drafts and enough Kawhi's and Giannis's to know that someone picked in the teens is going to turn out to be incredible in all likelihood, right? It happens three out of every four drafts. There's a guy like that. So I'm not going to criticize who you add to your team in an NBA draft. But if you're in a position with a ton of leverage and you don't use that leverage in some way, I do think maybe there's some criticism to be had. Because if you're the Kings, like Jaden Ivey is a player that a lot of people wanted. Yeah, I understand that point. But if Keegan Murray is your guy... um. The, the general consensus, I, I mean, there's no possible way to know this is exactly true. Uh, but everybody thought that Detroit liked, uh, who was picking a five, liked Murray. So. Yeah, I guess. In that yeah. case, they become, then they become the only trained down partner if you still want to get your guy, right? So. Uh, yeah, but it's it's still, it's a tough, I don't know. It's it, so, it, it's a tough look for a team that has had. Lots and lots of draft issues. And and yeah, I would I add to that. Right? Like if it was, I don't know, uh, random competence. If it was the Portland Trailblazers that made that move. Right. Right. 
But here's you the problem. Probably think differently about it, you well, know. Here, but here's the part two of it, right? Um, I, it, it's possible Keegan Murray turns out to be the best player in the draft. Maybe not likely, but it's possible, right? But part of my understanding is also that it's not so much that they liked Murray better as a player, but that the fact that Ivy would not work out for them made them not want to draft him. And I would just point out that that is the same logic that led to them drafting Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. See, I would have, you know, my, or at least, you know, my thought was that they, they just didn't think it was a good fit with their existing personnel. You know, they've taken point guards the last three years and yeah. around. So, I mean, Ivy's uh, more of a two, but I, I see your point. Yeah. So, I, you know, look, I, they they had their reasons. Uh, I think, you know, if you are uh, Detroit, you're pretty thrilled, right? So, yeah. uh, and now all of a sudden they're, they're an interesting team. What did you think of the uh, ESPN's coverage of it? I'm assuming you watched ESPN. Yeah. Uh, it was terrible. Yeah, I I'm a big Malika Andrews fan generally, and I think that she, you know, if if she hosts a few more of these, that they'll get better. Yeah. Uh, not to say that she was solely responsible for it, but um, well, and I think it was on ESPN two with Stephen A. Did you watch any of that? Oh no, I did not. That I did, was I wasn't aware, but I pro- also probably wouldn't have even if I was. Uh, well, it it also had Shanae. Um, and I think she is one of the best basketball analysts they have. And like, you know, Mark, Mark Williams sister is a WNBA player. And Shanae was like, I played against her last night and now her brother's getting drafted. <laughs> um, which is crazy. I did like that when they showed the side by side of the two of them. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of cool. Cause but they are similar. Yeah. But no perk. I don't know. To me, this was, uh, yeah, I'm not a perk guy. I, I get I get why they like Perk. It doesn't do a lot for me. But not on the draft, man. Yeah, yeah, and the draft is the wrong place for him. Agreed. I, I, I don't – to me, it's – it's if I didn't know better, I would it, it would be a sign of ESPN jumping the shark. But, like, the pro, it, what it is is it's, it's a sign, and it's, oh, oh, it's probably always been true, but it's certainly been true for a long time, that ESPN does not care to – inform or educate people about sports they just are gonna put what they think is gonna get the most eyeballs and therefore the most ad money on at whatever time they think they have a chance of drawing eyeballs wouldn't that be Stephen a though well he was on another channel no but right what well, i don't understand why you wouldn't put him on the mothership then if that's i, I don't know you know you know me i'm not a Stephen oh, a you fan. know what he certainly does. Was, here's what it was. I think it was ABC that he was on. Oh, oh, so they did that again. That's probably why I had no idea to even think to look on ABC. Yeah, that's probably what it was. I don't know. It just po- see the, with now that I have YouTube TV, they just like pop up on my you know home screen, so I don't necessarily take note of what channel I'm putting on. Um, but yeah, he spent the whole time whining about the Knicks, basically. Um, but Shanae and Jalen Rose gave some good analysis. Um, yeah, man, I messed up. I would have watched that telecast. <laughs> yeah, and it was Kevin Nagandi hosting, and, and I think he was exactly what the host is supposed to be in That's that scenario, you want. which yeah. is steer the ship and get out of yeah. the way. You know, yeah. like, yep. uh, man, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just assumed wherever Jay Billis was, that was the main telecast. <laughs> well, I know, you know, Maine is a tricky I you know, Billis probably had had actually knew more about every single player than anybody on the broadcast I watched. Uh but, you know, they interviewed the players and they um they, they again, Shanae and Jalen are, are pretty decent. Uh Stephen A is just the whole time is like, I don't watch these guys. I'm just mad the Knicks haven't added a player tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i it, it's a bummer uh sports tv is a bummer and i don't really have much else to say about the draft yeah okay that's that, i think that's fair I, i'm it was one of those things where it's just like ah, uh, i'm sad the nba is not in my life and and here's some content yep exactly no i watched it <laughs> i look i taped it and watched it so you know. oh wow all right well there you go um 
All right. I think we can get to homework now. Uh, we do have some NBA-related content in the homework. Uh, Disney Plus dropped a movie today about the Antetokounmpo brothers. Yeah. So, what's that? It's called Rise. Uh, a that? film. I'm <laughs> I'm intrigued by this. I'm pretty sure that the original plan was to release this in theaters, and uh, and then they, you know, they, they sent it to the streaming platform instead, which they're doing with a lot of movies. So that doesn't really have anything to do with the film, I think. Yeah, uh, I don't. I was gonna say, I wonder if that has anything to do with like a number uh, projection, but I. I think that yeah, I, I mean you know because obviously they, they put the Buzz Lightyear movie in theaters, but like most Pixar movies have been going straight to Disney Plus. Like I think they're. They value yeah. Disney Plus that it's not really a sign of anything in terms of content. And the reviews have been pretty good for Rise. Well, so. and look, you know, say what you will about rising COVID rates and what people ought to do. Um, people are taking their kids out into the world. Little kids are finally able to get vaccinated. And it's summertime. They're not in school. And Buzz Lightyear is a popular dude. <laughs> Yeah, so, he's making money. I, by the way, I did. I did finally make it back to a theater. I saw Top Gun. I'm so jealous. Um, I don't know that you need to be jealous. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I'm not saying that it's not worth watching. You should. I like. I had a good time. Well, here's the thing. I I just <laughs> feel time. like it's definitely a theater movie. You know, it, I would say that is true. I would say that is true. Um, I you know, by far the best thing about it to me. Uh, you know, they use real planes and they get some, they get some really good shots of the dog fights and the, um, and the training exercises. Well, and, and they and actually flew those sure. planes largely. Yeah. So, uh, so that stuff is worth seeing and probably worth seeing in a theater. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll go with that. Um, the rest of it, I, you know, <laughs> there's some pluses and some minuses, uh-huh. uh, and there's something I uh, I would talk about, but I, I just can't do it without spoiling it. So I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, don't uh, spoil. Uh, yeah. So uh, all right. So Beavis and Butthead uh, has a movie out. It's uh, I forget. I just wrote Beavis and Butthead, so now I need to get the exact name of it. It's called Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. That's on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Also getting good reviews. Um. And then we're gonna check out season two of Only Murders in the Building. Uh, which drops on Tuesday on Hulu, and uh, a Amazon Prime show called Loot. Oh, sorry, excuse me, Apple TV Plus show called yes. Loot. Um, and that is out today as well. It stars Maya Rudolph. So there you, you go. Have it. Plus, we think the final episode of this season of the Challenge All Stars. We think. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely final or penultimate, right? One of those two. So yeah. We'll- We'll find out. I'm kind of hoping it's the final based on our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed, because I'm going on vacation uh, after that, so we'll have to figure it out. All right. We'll take care of that next week. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.